Welcome to the Job Free Economy Podcast. I'm Joe Herbert, your host and curator of the selfmadewealth.co online wealth education company. I'm your host, Joe Herbert, and I'm author of the book, Get Rich in Five Hours, How to Go from Being Poor to Being Rich. And in the episode today, I'm going to talk about my 10 ways to get other people's money. So when I say my 10 ways to get other people's money, you know, that might that might sound, you know, deceptive, but if you manufacture a product and you sell it to somebody, you're getting their money, okay? So there's nothing wrong with that. But there are different ways you can get other people's money, and some of those ways will be much more beneficial to your future, your financial freedom, and your personal freedom than other ways. So let's talk about you know, what is income? Where does money come from? By definition, income is the sum of all the wages, salaries, profits, interest payments, rents, dividends, royalties, and other forms of earnings received in a given period. Income is generally in the form of currency. It's paid to you for doing your job for your employer or receiving rents from rental properties, getting dividends from stocks you own, or receiving money from another person or business for selling them a good or a service. Of course, today we have cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, but I'm not, I'm not going to get in that. You know, you you typically receive currency either you know electronically into your bank account. You get cash. You get a check. And that and again, cryptocurrency is changing that. But let's let's leave that out of the discussion. Let's assume for now that your income is in the form of paper currency or electronic income to your bank account. I'll tell you something right now. If you are the only person who is earning that money, you will never get ahead in the world. Your financial status will probably never change. At best, you might be able to retire when you're 65 to 70 years old and be comfortable, okay? I I don't remember who said this statement, but it's a true statement. I'd rather get $1 from a million people instead of trying to earn a million dollars myself. And that's that's where I'm going with this. And that's really where the job-free economy is all about using leverage to get other people's money. And I feel the same way about that statement. That's That's why I love private lending. I love stocks. I love my rental properties. I I love having a business as a real estate broker where I can teach all my agents to go out there and make money and give me a part of their paycheck for me providing a great value proposition to them. So I'd rather get $1 from a million people instead of trying to earn a million myself. And when you start to take on that mindset of how can I get other people's money? How can I get a part of somebody else's paycheck that's when you're going to grow financially, and that's when your net worth and your income is really going to grow. I've talked about this over and over, but if you're an employee working for a salary or an hourly wage, there's just a cap on what you can do. You, you, your time is capped and your income is capped. You know, Employers, CEOs, and investors keep getting rich because they use the four types of leverage, other people's time, other people's knowledge, other people's money, and other people's property. Think about this. Amazon is 
someday going to probably have a $1 trillion valuation as a company. The company's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. They don't own anything they sell. Anything you buy on Amazon, you know, they started selling books. Now you can buy everything there. They don't make the computers and the electronics and the books and the household goods they sell. They don't make any of it. They let other people make it. They're good at creating traffic and having a great shopping cart. So they bring they bring producers who are the sellers and they bring the buyers together and they take their cut. Airbnb does not own any real estate. All the apartments and bedrooms and houses for rent on Airbnb, they're not owned by Airbnb. Uber does not own any cars, but yet, you know, the company's worth billions. DoorDash does not cook any of the food they deliver. Banks don't own any of the money they loan out. Their members put their money in the bank and the bank loans it out. And they're leveraging other people's money. eBay doesn't own the products they help people sell. Walmart doesn't make anything. Walmart's another company that might be worth a trillion dollars someday. They don't make a single thing. They let other people make it and they let all their employees sell it. And they get a piece of everybody's paycheck who comes in there and buys stuff. So let's talk about the 10 ways to get other people's money. Number one is inheritance. Again, if, you're, if you think you're going to inherit $10 million, good for you. But if you already know you're not inheriting a lot of money, then that's not a great way to get other people's money. Gambling is another way, and I put these on there because they are ways to get other people's money. I don't, I don't recommend them. Number three is being an hourly employee. And technically, you are getting other people's money. You're getting some money from your employer. Problem with that is you're the only one getting a paycheck. You're not getting part you're not going out and getting a part of you know dozens or, or, or hundreds of other people's paychecks. If you're a salary employee, same thing. That's number four. You're getting some money from your employer, but it's not a lot. Number five is if you're self-employed. I'm not talking about owning a company that you've got 100 employees. This is like you're an electrician, for instance, and you decided to be, get your own van and put your name on the van and buy your own tools. You just own your job, okay? It's based on your time and materials or a pre-agreed upon quote or bid. If you're self-employed, there's a chance you could make more money as a salary employee or an hourly employee. But again, you're depending on one paycheck to get ahead in this world. And that's the model you want to slowly move away from. Number six, dividends paid on stocks, mutual funds, index funds, bonds. That's a great way to get money from the growth of a company. And in a sense, that is better than hourly, salary, or self-employed because your money's working for you. Hopefully you have a good investor or traders trading your money for you or you're, you're intelligent and you know how to trade your money. Number seven is interest, okay? CD, savings accounts. Um, that's that's a way that you're actually getting a little bit of money from all the other people that have put their money in the bank. Unfortunately, the interest rates paid you on CDs and savings accounts is almost nothing. Number eight is selling your own property. You could, you could, I'm sure every person could go through their house and find several thousand dollars worth of stuff they could sell on eBay. It's amazing. You could sell your house and get a profit on it. You could sell your car. You could be a house flipper. You could be a real estate agent. And that's the thing with me as a real estate agent, I don't 
own all the homes that I help people buy and sell. It's great. I think in Pennsylvania, you can flip four or six cars a year. Number nine is actually flipping, I'm sorry. Sell, number eight is selling your own property. Yeah, and there's a limit on that because you can you only got one house, you know, one car, whatever. Number eight is flipping property. And this is a great model. There are people that literally buy high-end, you know, wood, high-end hardwood furniture, they clean it up and they resell it. There's people that flip cars, there's people that flip businesses, and there's people that flip real estate. Number 10 is what I call passive pseudo pseudo passive income, okay? It can be a side hustle or it can be totally trying to move into the job-free economy and quit your job. But some of these professions that, that I think are great are like commissions paid to an insurance policy renewal. So if you were selling you know, life insurance, for instance, every year that uh, your client pays the premium, you get a commission. So it's, it's fairly passive. Uh, financial product brokerage fees for managing money. So if you are, you know, if you were a financial services professional selling products or managing money, commissions paid on selling real estate if you're a realtor. Um, if you write a good book and it winds up selling pretty well, if you take your knowledge and create a digital course, okay. If you find other people's property, you buy it at a good price and then resell it on eBay. Rents on your rental properties. Private loan interest. You can loan your money to people and they'll pay you interest. Uh, if, you're, if you conduct a coaching or mastermind group and people pay you to get in that group. Number 10 is probably where you want to try to go. If you really want to obtain a high level of personal and financial freedom and be in the job-free economy, you got to work for passive income and pseudo-passive income. That, that number 10, even 9 and 10, flipping real estate, flipping businesses and cars, these are things that allow you to take other people's property, other people's money, other people's knowledge, and other people's time and flip it or leverage it for a profit. I'm not going to get way into the real specific details of all those things. Okay, how do I actually do that in 9 and 10? Because we're, we're, we have a mastermind group coming up that's going to help you with that, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But these are some questions to ask yourself. If you do want to change your mindset and change the way you're accumulating money and start to get money from other people. These are questions you should ask yourself. Whatever methods you do choose to get money from other people, is it legal? In other words, you don't want to go around you know, with a gun holding up people and robbing them. I, I don't advise that. Okay, That's one way to get other people's money, but it won't last. Is it ethical? And I say is it ethical because today you can go on the internet and there's all these so-called gurus selling their secret systems and processes and there and you watch their videos and they're telling you how their clients and their students are making six figures in in three to nine months. There is no product or service. Okay. They're gonna teach you how to go online and get two or three or four thousand dollars for somebody, teaching them how to go online to get two or three thousand, you know, dollars from somebody. It's just a pyramid scheme and there's no product or service. And ninety nine percent of the people that give these gurus their money Never make a dime, okay? So that isn't ethical to me. So you have to ask yourself, is what you're trying, is the reason you're going to get money from, you know, a thousand people's paychecks, is it ethical? It should be ethical if you really want to succeed. Is it a real product or service that provides value to people? Is the market or customer base scalable? And what, what I mean by that is, if you're going to start a pizza shop, if you're going to quit your job to start a pizza shop in your neighborhood or 
or in some neighborhood. That's not scalable. You're going to sell pizza maybe a one-mile radius, and you're going to be competing in an industry that's been very commoditized. You're going to be competing with Domino's and Pizza Hut and Papa John's and Little Caesars. I don't recommend that. That's not a scalable market. When you put a product on eBay, you could sell that product. If you're living on the East Coast, you can sell that product to somebody anywhere in the world, really. That's a scalable market. Um, how does it fit into the cash flow quadrant? And I didn't talk about the cash flow quadrant, but a lot of people listening to this might be aware of it. Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book called The Cash Flow Quadrant. And it's kind of a, you draw a big cross on a sheet of paper and you have four quadrants, right? Two to the, two to the left and two to the right. Without getting into it, you, wanna, you don't want to be on the left-hand side where, where you're an employee or you're self-employed. You want to transition to that right-hand side where you're a business owner with lots of employees going out there and delivering the product and service and making you money, or you want to be an investor. Does this model make you a business owner or investor? Does your model from getting for getting money from other people make you a business owner or investor? Um, how difficult or expensive is it to learn the skill set for that income model? Can the income eventually become passive or pseudo-passive income? Will the income occur when you are not present? Will keep occurring? In other words, with my rental properties, I could I could maybe not do a thing for a particular property for six months, but the tenants keep stroking that rent check to me every month. If I loan somebody some money, you know, maybe I loan money to a, somebody to start a business or start a private or start buy real estate. Every month they send me a check with principal and interest, and I'm not lifting a finger. So does that money occur when I'm not present? Can you do it from anywhere? I live in Pennsylvania, but I could spend my whole winter in Florida and my tenants keep paying me rent. My real estate agents keep selling real estate. Uh, the borrowers of my money keep paying me interest. I could be anywhere and those sources of money keep coming in. Can you implement systems? And what I mean by that is, can you buy property management software? You can, can you buy, prop, uh, buy money to... I'm sorry, can you buy software to run your private lending business? Um, can you do things on the internet to find people who want to sell you their products so you can resell those products on eBay? Um, can you use QuickBooks to get the books done? And last but not least, can you use leverage? And again, I talk about the four types of leverage, other people's time, other people's knowledge, other people's money, and other people's property. You know, Walmart sells other people's property. If you're creating a digital course, you could create a website that helps other people sell their digital courses, and you just create the traffic on that website. That's what Udemy does, for instance. Udemy is U-D-E-M-Y. It's a, it's a website where you can put your course on there and try to get money for your course. Udemy is leveraging other people's knowledge. I have 15 real estate agents that every day they get out of bed and try to sell real estate. I'm leveraging other people's time that way, and I try to give them my knowledge, and then I start to I leverage the knowledge that I give them. It becomes other people's knowledge. We help people sell their houses. That's other people's property. So can you use those four types of leverage when you're trying to get other people's money? When you truly start to acquire you know, other people's money using these four types of leverages, and you're using systems, and you don't have to be present, and it's pseudo-passive or passive income, and the market is scalable, and you're on that right-hand side of the cash flow uh, quadrant, 
That's where you're going to start to make that transition to the job-free economy. That's when your financial world, your, your financial freedom and personal freedom is really going to change. It's never really going to change much when you're working for that paycheck every week. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Job-Free Economy podcast. If you want to connect with me and start your journey to financial and personal freedom, go to selfmadewealth.co.